1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Talking about the Nets and uh, enjoying uh, in, in focusing, just enjoying being able to just focus on basketball and not all the BS and the drama surrounding Kyrie, man. It's just, it's a lot. Talk about somebody being extra, extra, extra. Uh, here is Sean Marks uh, on, on the news, anything new with Kyrie. Let's
3: listen in. When we have news to share and updates, we, we will do so at the appropriate time. As of now, there's there's nothing to share. Have you talked I have talked to his representatives, yeah.
2: Okay, so uh, so that's what we know. Uh, this is my first... Well, n- let me rewind. I was off last Saturday, and then, of course, Sunday is all a football show. I'm not going to be talking about Kyrie and the Nets on a football show. Um, so the last time I was on was the day after Kyrie posted... Uh, the uh, the book and in uh, the movie reference um, to uh, to the anti Semitic underlying tones in the book and the movie and and I came on saying and and I still uh, in, in listening to Kyrie's uh, remarks to the media and and whatnot I I still believe he didn't I, I still believe and again just I know he said he watched the movie I don't believe it. I don't know how you could watch a movie that claims that Jews are uh, worship Satan and are put on earth here to um, promote Satan ways. I, like if, if you want like why are you posting that on your social media if you really watched it? I just I don't believe it. I don't think he watched the movie. I don't think he read the book. Um, you know, I just. I want to in, in everything that we're, we're hearing now because Silver met with Kyrie. Uh, there's other representatives who've met with Kyrie who've come out and said that he's not anti-Semitic. Apparently, they've met with his family. I, I don't. I don't know if Kyrie is anti-Semitic or not. I, I, I don't. I. I. I think where this all went wrong was that he just didn't come out and say, "I'm sorry, I'm wrong. I should not have posted or supported that type of material." On any of my social media platforms, I'm a professional athlete. Um, my my social media platforms uh, have a lot of weight and influence a lot of people. And it, it was wrong, and it was my bad. I, I should I should not have uh, posted that. I think if he would have said that, I think this all would have went away. And of course, he didn't. And uh, and and here we are now. And um you know apparently he's met with jewish leaders he met with adam silver not sure when he's going to be back on the court but nick fordell's saying you know this this isn't here's the thing beyond the, the the situation that just transpired it's it's more like kyrie's a lot it's it's the no vax it's it's it, like i just feel like it's it's something each and every week or each and every month. It's something. At some point in time, like as as a, as an ownership group, as a head coach, as a teammate, at at some point, don't you just get tired and and say like enough, man? Like let's let's like let's just play basketball. Like stop. But here we are. So. Is this, I guess, you know, listen, is this team better off without Kyrie? It possibly might be. Katie certainly is, is, is having a better season so far without Kyrie on the court. So uh, let's go to Kerry. Kerry, welcome in. I apologize that you've been holding for so long. Uh, just a lot of football talk this, this afternoon. Welcome in.
3: with you that Kyrie is really extra but just wondering what you thought about what Jay Will had to say um, in regard to what people are kind of making Kyrie do and how it might not be really kind of equitable with others.
2: Well and I apologize Carrie I I don't I do not know what Jay Will said so if you could be if you could elaborate a little bit more exactly the context in what exactly he said.
3: Yeah so what he was was that um, the things that Kyrie is being made to do to kind of atone for what he said, others have not had to, owners of teams have not had to do what he had to do, Um, you know, in regard to meeting with these people and, you know, going through, like jumping through hoops that others have never been made to jump through. Um, And he just feels it's sort of unfair, although I do believe he doesn't, he does he's not on Kyrie's side but just wondering like kind of your thoughts on do you think he's being treated a little differently and maybe it's because of everything he's done in the past too right I, you know so good thing.
2: but 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 Carrie just to just to confirm he's talking about he's comparing Kyrie to
3: owners yeah to, you know say like uh, anything anytime someone does something that's kind of against um, uh, a race or a gender or something like that they seem like we get past it a whole lot faster than we would if uh, then we're letting Kyrie get past it, I think was sort of his position.
2: Okay. And, and, Car- and, and again, Carrie, thank you so much for holding on as, as long as you, you did. Um, I, listen, I, I can't sit, <laughs> to, to, to sit here and compare an owner of any kind of franchise to a player is comparing apples and oranges. I, I mean, look at what happened in the NFL you know Jerry Jones doing some shady things Dan Snyder doing some shady things um granted yeah now Dan Snyder is is being forced to sell the team and 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 you know I don't know. Uh, apparently there's like there's some shady, shady stuff going on there in regard to how he's trying to sell it and who he's trying to sell it to where he can still um you know have some type of uh correl- some type of not ownership but um significance to it from afar I I don't know but um yeah I had I had Michael Irving on my show one time and he said the NFL owners are more powerful than the mob so and that's from Michael Irving so um I I I, to sit here and compare players to any owners in in any league um I think is comparing apples and oranges um in, in what players would have to do if... I mean, and and we've seen owners who've been forced to sell their teams because of stuff that they've said or, or stuff that they've done. So, um, again, I, at the end of the day, just, just to, to, to sum this up, um, you know, I just... Kyrie, like, planted that flag in the sand and just was not willing to apologize or even admit that posting it was wrong and um and 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 I think really at the end of the day that's where this this really really got out of, out of hand and I, and i i I want to- like I want to believe he did not watch that film, and I want to believe that he did not watch that book or, or read that book because if he did and posted what he did, whoa like like how do you do that i don't. Uh, especially as a professional athlete. I just, I don't, I, that's just, I don't get it. So uh, we come back. We'll continue with your calls. I know Tony wants to talk about Daniel Jones. Richard um, wants to talk about the NBA. Ira wants to talk about Daniel Jones as well. We've got uh, Joe Wiz coming your way in about 15 minutes with some picks and plays. I'm really excited about the uh, the uh, the the college slate later on this afternoon and this evening. Uh, we're getting to that point. The, NFL, the, the college football committee has already appointed who they think the top four is. Uh, teams are right now to compete in the playoffs. And so much is on the line for Alabama, for TCU, so for Oregon. So uh, we're at that time of the year where these games are so uber important. And we've got some good ones. So I'm excited to talk to Joe Wiz, coming your way around 2.30 this afternoon. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN.
0: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number
1: eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
2: Do you guys, do you guys uh, again, we've got Joe and Harvey who are producing the show. Do you guys watch a lot of TV? Do you, like, watch Netflix and, and all that stuff?
4: Netflix has bored me, but I do have ESPN+, Plus, which is awesome. And, uh, okay, but I'm saying like,
2: but do you watch show like like I, I'm watching Peripheral right now. Peripheral, per peripheral. Am I Peripheral properly? view. No, there I have Well, I've... no, it's, it's just called Peripheral. Um, it, it's on Prime. It's a. If you love The Matrix, you're gonna. It's you're gonna love. It's awesome. It's so good.
0: You've sold me on it. I I, I don't have a, a lot of time for a lot of shows just because you know I want to watch sports and that cuts into a lot of TV time, but. If it's a Matrix TV show, uh, I'm in. I'm in.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, full disclosure, I don't, I don't have, I just, I don't sleep, I don't need, I know it sounds crazy when I tell people this, they're like, what? But like, I only need like five hours of sleep a day. Uh, and I'm sure I'm convincing myself that I can't, like, I can't sleep more than five hours. Like, my body clock is like five hours, like I'm up. So, um, so I, I watch, I, I'm up late watching a lot of TV late at night once the sports are over. It's kind of what I do and sometimes when I get locked into something then I binge watch it. I go down that deep dark rabbit hole and I'll binge something um, like I binged the watcher the other night before I knew it. It was 430 in the morning. I'm like what am I doing uh, anyway. Um, that's a good one as well. If you haven't seen that one apparently it's, it's a true story about a house in Westville and now since the show came out apparently like the neighborhood is insane Because so many people now are driving by the house. Do you know what I'm talking about, Watcher?
0: I can't say I do, but that's like uh, Dubrovnik in Croatia. I visited there probably 10 years ago at this point. And then when Game of Thrones came out, that's King's Landing. So before, Dubrovnik was just this random walled city that was nothing special. But now, since it's King's Landing, it's like the number one tourist destination in Europe.
2: I love it. I love it. And also Yellowstone season five premieres Sunday night. That's another one. Apparently, the house that uh, Kevin Costner lives in is an Airbnb in Montana, and like it's booked for like the next five years.
0: (laughs) That's that's a lucrative business, apparently. I can't. Airbnb. Yeah, Yeah. Well, especially if you have a famous Airbnb now. Like, do you know how? I would jack the rates up through the roof if I was oh, the, yeah. the owner it's, of that it's, place.
2: It's it's insane. It's insane. And by the way, I, I said this last Sunday. Um, I, I'm I, I love Broadway. I mean, I just love Broadway. And um, I I just happened last Saturday again. I was off, wasn't on air here, and I went to go see. I went to I went to go see a show, and I just have to stumble. Like I went online, stumbled across, came across this show called *Anne Juliet. And went, let me tell you something it's this and the show's in previews right now it 's still in previews, which means like they're tweaking it. This show is going to be bigger than Hamilton. This is the most fun i've had at a Broadway show ever it 's the most fun I had in two hours in quite a while. It is it 's going to win every Tony. It's going to dominate the Tonys, and I'm telling you, tickets are going to be a thousand dollars. So if you have an opportunity, run, don't walk. It's called *Anne Juliet*. It's the story of Romeo and Juliet. Pretty much, I'm not going to ruin it for you. She wakes up, Juliet. J- Romeo has died, allegedly. Wink, wink. And instead of her killing herself, she's like, "Screw it, I'm going to go live my life." It's so, it's so good. It's just so good. I can't stress it enough, run, don't walk, go see Anne Juliet before the tickets are 1000 a thousand two thousand dollars. It's going to be bigger than Hamilton. uh let's go to Tony in the Bronx. Tony, you're up
1: hey Anita how you doing today?
2: I'm great, welcome in
1: I'm doing great. um, I just got two points to make right here. Uh, one is about Daniel Jones um I just say um I just have a comp pretty much to describe what Daniel Jones is. He's a combination of basically two quarterbacks. Uh, one is basically his predecessor Eli, and the other guy, believe it or not, uh, he has a he has a running game pretty similar to that of one Alex Smith. So I think it's kind of like if Eli Manning and Alex Smith, you know, got together and they got Daniel Jones. It's not maybe it's not maybe great, but it's not bad either. So I think it's just right around the outside border of top team. I-
2: Tony, I, and thanks for the phone call, Tony. I like it. I like that comparison. <laughs> if they got together and they had a baby, it would be Daniel Jones. I, listen, I, I like it. Uh, and I think you're spot on for sure. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're up.
1: Hi, Anita. Uh, the home underdogs in the NFL as of today or week 10 coming up, 30, 20, yep. one time. So yeah, I talked about it earlier.
2: We yeah. talked about it earlier on the show, Richard, yep.
1: Yeah, 60%. Okay, mm-hmm. this is what I would love to see. And I'm going to go into variants of it too quickly. I would love one day in the NBA, one of the coaches just tell the team, we will not take a three-point shot in this game. Play the whole game, unbeknownst to the other team. And then let's see what happens. And maybe Adam Silver can get the idea. Maybe one game a year he designates each team not to take a three-point shot, or take the three-point shot, but it only counts as two. I would love to see a game like one game. That's all. When Why? Back to Why? Why? Years, Why? What's well, What's the benefit? For, just for something. In other words, if you drink chocolate ice, if you have chocolate ice cream your whole life, and one day you want vanilla ice cream, just for the change. Just for the chat, just to see it. It's yeah, but I don't. But,
2: I, but rich. R- yeah. Richard, thanks for th- thanks for the phone call. I, you know, I I I do like hearing from you. But sometimes I I just I, I don't know what to make of your your. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what's the point of that? The whole point of the three point line is to give a team that has better three point shooters an advantage. You know, it's part of the game. So funny, my dad always towards towards uh, the end of my 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 dad's. Uh, life. He 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 couldn't watch the NBA anymore. He's like, it's just they need to they need to raise the rim, like a, another inch or two. He's like, it's just it's 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 all it's all about dunking. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's part it's part of the game. Like you know you've got somebody who's got you know vertical. <laughs> like that's an advantage. It's part of the game, Dad. It's part of the game. Anyway. Uh, we come back. Joe Wiz will join us. We got some college picks. I've got some college picks and plays for you today as well. Joe Wiz and I will go at it, some NFL, and uh, will, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, we'll win you some money this Saturday so uh, you can go into Sunday uh, in the green and playing with house money. Joe Wiz next here on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: And Joe Wiz joins us now, brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. So uh so Joe uh, coming into the show at the top of the hour, I told people I liked Arkansas plus three and a half. Um they went up three nothing, and then LSU came back and uh they were up they were up thirteen three and Arkansas now made a change at quarterback. They marched down the field, scored a touchdown, so it's now LSU thirteen ten. Against Arkansas, so as of right now, Arkansas is uh, is covering with that three and a half. Thank God. But that was my uh, that was my uh, my noon bet. You have any uni plays going right now at noon?
4: Uh, yeah, I have a couple plays here. We had played Purdue uh, plus the seven against Illinois, and uh, we took a small shot with Navy, figured that the Irish would you know be up in for a little bit of a letdown. We took the seven team in Navy, but we took Purdue. It was an important game for them at plus seven. That was my early play that I liked a lot. And I want to wish everyone a post-happy Veterans Day out there. Uh, Anita, for all the veterans out there, we want to thank them for their services. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we get some more uh, people out there in the military uh, getting their accomplishments.
2: Absolutely. So, again, Joe is joining us here. He's got his own gambling show. Be able to listen tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. All right, let's talk with uh, let's let's start with some college. Three thirty this afternoon, about an hour and a half. You got Alabama coming off a overtime loss to LSU, going up against Ole Miss in Lane Kiffin, uh, Atlanta favored by eleven. The over unders at sixty five. I-, I love Ole Miss in this spot. This is an Alabama team. They go to Alabama to play for the national championship. Not to be left out with two losses, which by the way, I think it should be three. they should have lost to Texas, but um of course i'm counting but but nonetheless uh, what's your play here?
4: Yeah, uh, when you look at it here there's no you know when there's no love loss between these two teams, Lane Kiffin, obviously the former uh, offensive coordinator at Bama, and he didn 't leave under friendly terms uh and Mississippi's had two weeks to prepare for this game, Alabama coming off that loss last week at l s u Brian Kelly going for the two point conversion here. Um, and this is the first time all year that Mississippi has been an underdog Um, and Bama has dominated this series Anita, but I think this game will be closer than the spread indicates. I'm taking the double digits um, with Mississippi Um, and everyone thinks Mississippi is a high scoring, uh, you know, throw it all over the place. It's not the case. They have one of the best running attacks in all of college football with uh, Keyshawn Jackson and Zach Evans. They're averaging 267 yards per game. Only team that rushes better than Mississippi is Air Force, and we know Air Force All-A did was run the ball they have the best uh, rushing offense in all of college football but um i think mississippi if they're successful of keeping the ball away from alabama and bryce young they can control the clock and keep it under the number bama wins but rebels cover
2: yeah uh, i'm with you so good we're on the same page there a uh, little bit later on you've got oregon going up against washington oregon sixth in the country washington 25 I love this Oregon team. Listen, don't sleep on Oregon. I think they have a really good shot of winning the national championship. And it begins, of course, uh, tonight. I, I will lay the double digits. I will lay the 12 with Oregon going up against Washington. I'm also going to play the team total point over for Oregon as well in this matchup. What's your play?
4: Yeah, when you look at it here, uh, Oregon, since losing to Georgia, they've won eight in a row. they got Bo Nix. Quarterback transfer from Auburn, 22 touchdown passes, just three interceptions since that loss with 13 rushing touchdowns. But, um, you know, Anita, Washington's a very good team, and uh, they got Michael Penix, who transferred from Indiana. I don't know how Indiana let him go, but he only trails uh, quarterback Drake May, who is the uh, top quarterback maybe in all of college football for the uh, national total offense. Um, I think the total is going to go over here. I like the total in this game to go over. Oregon has now scored 40 or more points in their last seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, the scoreboard is going to be very busy at 72 points here. I like I like the total to go over in this game here. I'm not interested in laying double digits here because I think with a quarterback like Penix, you can always get a backdoor cover even if Oregon's winning big. Um, but over is my official play in this game.
2: And it's a lot. Um, that's for sure. But, uh, but yeah, that's why I do like the, uh, the, the team total points over for Oregon. Um, TCU going up against Texas. TCU in that top four. Big game for them to stay in the top four as well as uh, winning their conference. Going up against Texas at Texas. Long Warrens ranked 18th in the country. Texas is favored by seven here. Over under 65 and a half. Um, I'm playing TCU plus seven and a half. I'm going to buy the half up. Just to be sure, uh, but I do like TCU in the spot. What say you?
4: Yeah, when you take a look at it, TCU is one of the Cinderella stories of the season this year, okay? Um, right now they're number four and um, they could even move up in the rankings because Ohio State and Michigan are going to face each other in two weeks, so depending what happens there. But, you know, nobody knows about Max Duggan. I mean, but he has 24 touchdown passes, just two interceptions and TCU has always played well against Texas. They're 6-2 against the spread in the last eight meetings and the last two meetings with these two teams have been decided by less than a touchdown. My only concern is the Frogs are a little banged up. They're wide receiver johnston is banked up um but uh, i'm going with sonny dykes head coach of tcu um they're unbeaten on the road against the spread and straight up and uh texas defense has been a little bit suspect here and steve sarkazian um they've given up they've been outscored in the second half and in the last two games 38 to 6 i think this game is going to be decided late and it'll be decided by less than a touchdown i'm going with the frogs to continue the cinderella season go tcu
2: wow uh, we're, we're, we seem to be locked up here, you and I, with our our picks. Well, Does we both we, to...
4: we, we both love dogs, right? We both love dogs. So.
2: <laughs> that's true. Uh, one more play, I'm going to throw your way before we start talking NFL, and that's uh, UCLA. It's a late game, 10:30 p.m. at home, going up against Arizona. We saw USC little warm up game for them against Colorado yesterday. Ne- next week, USC and UCLA are going to go at it, Battle of Brentwood. This is a tune-up game as well for UCLA. Arizona, just they're just god-awful. Um, worst rushing defense in all of college football. So I like UCLA here. I'll lay the 20. Also, my favorite bet is uh, Zach Charbonnet uh, over rushing yards. The total hasn't hit yet. I keep on checking the board for it. But I want to I wanna believe it's going to come in somewhere around 102, 104 rushing yards. Dude's averaging almost 200 rushing yards a game. And now he's going up against the worst rushing defense in college football. And all Chip Kelly likes to do is run the football. So, so that's how I'm playing that late-night game. Are, are, are you – any play on, on that, UCLA, Arizona?
4: Yeah, you know what's interesting? Uh, this total is really high in this game. It's like 77 points, Anita. And the last few meetings between UCLA and Arizona have been rather low-scoring games. They're 34-16, 27-10 and 20-17. to Um, UCLA has a big meeting next week. They might be looking ahead to USC. A lot of people don't take that into consideration, but I always look about that because right now the Bruins are heavily favored. They might just go through the motions here because they have bigger aspirations. So getting almost three touchdowns, I'm not interested in laying the points, but I would play the under in this game. Uh, I know everyone's thinking about a high-scoring game, but I'm playing under because I think that UCLA is looking to stay healthy and looking forward to next week's matchup with USC, which has a lot more uh, ramifications towards the bowl picture.
2: Yeah, I, I can't wait for that matchup. That's going to be a good one, right? Um, let's turn Absolutely. our attention to what's... I know, I can't wait. Um, let's turn our attention to what's going on in the NFL. And, of course, uh, we are on the airwaves here in New York, so let's talk about the only New York team that's going to be active, hopefully attractive tomorrow. That's the Giants. They're laying four and a half. The over-unders at 41. Uh, you and I have had this discussion before. I don't like the four and a half. I don't like the five and a half. I, I just don't like it. it just doesn't sit well with me. I don't know. I, my, my play in this game is Saquon Barkley over three and a half receptions. I think he crushes it tomorrow. I think he's going to be a big part of the passing attack as well as you know, rushing for over 100 yards on the ground. The Texans are uh, the, the, the worst team in the NFL. They have the most missed tackles in the NFL. They're the worst team tackling. So I think Saquon is just going to have a field day tomorrow. But nonetheless, uh, do you feel comfortable with this four and a half? How are you playing this?
4: Well, when you take a look at it, both of these teams have had plenty of time to prepare. Giants have come off a bye week, and Houston's coming off of a game on Thursday night, uh, 10 days ago when they played the Eagles, right? And they covered that spread. They were getting 14, and they gave Philly all they could handle in the first half. Um, And uh, the biggest problem with Houston is they can't stop the run. And as you had mentioned, that favors Saquon Barkley. I mean, Barkley's probably going to rush for 150 yards here. Um, But I just don't trust the Giants as a favorite. In most of the games this year, they've been an underdog. And uh, they've never been favored by more than three points all season. Okay, and even though they're six and two, um, I would be more compelled to take. I like the Texans plus the four and a half. I think the Giants win the game, but I think it's closer than what the spread would indicate here. Lovey Smith, um, as long as Brandon Cooks plays. I mean, last week he sat out because he was unhappy because he didn't get he didn't get traded. How joke? What a joke that is. But uh, the dog, uh, you know, when, in situations with Houston, they're four and one against the spread. If they're getting six or more, I know the lines only four and a half. I think the Giants win in a close game, but uh, I'm taking a four and a half with the Texans.
2: Some big games tomorrow. The Buffalo Bills and, and, and I've been sitting here since hosting the show since since noon, trying to see if there's any news, breaking news out of Buffalo in regard to Josh Allen. Of course, the Bills are saying he's hour to hour. Does that mean he's going to be a game time decision? I think they're holding out just so not giving Minnesota and the Vikings' uh, defensive staff time to really know how to game plan because two different style of quarterback play between Josh Allen and, of course, Case Keenum. Uh, But with that being said, even if Case Keenum is playing, I I still like the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to wait, though. Right now, this line is three and a half. I I think once we hear if and when uh, Josh Allen isn't going to play and it's going to be Case Keenum, I think this line drops to three, possibly two and a half, and that's when I'm going to play it. But I still like the Bills, even with Case Keenum at quarterback. What do you think?
4: Yeah, um, when you look at it here, Case Keenum is a veteran quarterback, and he has a lot of experience. Um, And the Bills, it's a defense that really is good as not only just Josh Josh Allen. Um, The Vikings last week, I had the uh, Commanders last week, and – the commanders were in complete control of that game, okay? And the Vikings have to come back, and I think they scored 10 or the last 13 points in the fourth quarter here. I think with or without Josh Allen, um, I think that the Buffalo Bills win this game. Right now I see some threes starting to surface, and I'd be surprised if Josh Allen plays tomorrow. But, you know, that's a game-time decision. But if he does play, the line will go up to four and a half or even obviously a lot higher than that. Um, but I think that they're going to play conservative. Um, but I like the, uh, I like the Buffalo Bills in this matchup here. I'm laying three. Um, with Buffalo, uh, the Vikings, even though their record is good, I think they're overrated. Uh,
2: the Dallas Cowboys uh, going to Green Bay, Green Bay getting four at home. <laughs> now, this line was five and a half. I got them at plus five and a half, by the way. Um, but now this line is down to four. I still like it. I think this is going to be a three-point game, even though I do believe Dallas is the better team. Weather condition is supposed to be in the 30s. And it is Aaron Rodgers still at home at Green Bay. So I'm going to take the Packers and the points.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of storylines in this matchup here. McCarthy coming coming back to Green Bay, right after uh, being at uh, uh, in, in Green Bay for so many years. Um, Dallas Cowboys, you, you know they played some weak opposition. They played the Lions and the Bears. They've outscored them 73 to 35. Um, I like Green Bay in this game here. I think that Rodgers getting four. Um, I think he's going to play better. I mean, he can't play any worse than what he's done. They've lost five in a row, and they're coming off of three straight road games, and they played the worst defense uh, with the Lions, and they were uh, only able to score nine points in that game. So, um, I'm going with Green Bay. Uh, Dallas wins the game in a close game. I'm on the dog in this game. Green Bay uh, plus the four. plus the four. And, again, I'll be kicking off tomorrow, Sunday, early at 6 a.m. and the end of the show. The fine line will be on. Uh, we'll be talking some World Cup. Can you believe the World Cup starts next Sunday? I'm really excited. Team USA goes off the following Monday. Um, so we'll be talking about some soccer as well. We'll be kicking it off at 6 a.m. And I have some winners up on Twitter if anybody wants to follow me, at Joe with Sports. So uh, I know you had that uh, – you had to sweat out that over last night in that uh, USC, what was the, what was the combined total for USC? I think I saw you posting. 49, uh, 49 uh, you got,
2: Yeah. F- uh, 49. It was, it was USC 49 and a half. I, they, I mean, at the end of they should have taken a knee. I like, like the, the fact that I won that w- was insane. They ended up with 55 you, points. So yeah, I w- I was sweating. You know what?
4: You know, it's funny. I didn't even know. I had UNLV last night, and I had them plus nine, uh, and uh, they were playing Fresno, and I I, didn't, I went to bed. I was like, I've got to get up early. And then someone told me the same thing happened, and UNLV kicked the field goal when it was first in goal and it was only a few seconds remaining, so I was lucky to get a backdoor cover. So sometimes, you know, you say you've got to get lucky instead of being good, and I'll take it any way I can get it.
2: There you go. He's Joe Wiz, brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. It's a whole new game and of course as Joe said you can hear him tomorrow morning right here at 6 a.m. I follow him at 7 a.m. with fantasy forecast getting you ready for your fantasy football matchup heading into week 10 and of course New York game day kicks off at eight o'clock with Matthias Kiwanuka as well as uh, Mike Tannenbaum at 10 and so even though the Jets are off uh, we'll still be talking football getting you ready for your Giants matchup against the Texans. Uh, Joe have a great Have a great day. Good luck. Hopefully you'll be playing with house money heading into Sunday. Quick break. We come back to end the show. Your last chance to pop on right now. 800-919-3776 here on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Hot stove, baby. It's starting to heat up. That's right. Qualifying offers were made. One year, $19.65 million offered to Aaron Judge, Rizzo, um, as well as for the Mets, Degrom, uh, Bassett, uh, will they all accept? Absolutely not. Uh, and then, um, and then, really, uh, the deadline to accept or decline is November fifteenth, and then, um, and then, s- things really start heating up. November eighteenth in regard to hot stove and free agency. So, judge. You know, uh, what What will that offer look like? Eight years, $320 million. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm reading. Uh, do they bring back Rizzo as well? Some other names out there that could be available for the Yankees, Trey Turner, uh, Correa, Verlander, even though he's 40, still had a Cy Young type of season. Apparently the Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox are, are, are going to be uh, knocking on his door. Is that somebody that Yankee fans would like to see added to the rotation with Garrett Cole? Possibly. I've been saying this. Yeah, the lineup is great, but is that lineup going to win a World Series for you? I think not. You need to go out there and get another ace. But at 40, is Verlander, is, he, is, is that age, is he teetering on? Uh, I'll pass. I don't know. He had a great season. That's for sure. So we'll see what happens. DeGrom... Rangers apparently are interested. The Dodgers as well. What do the Mets do? Their payroll right now, $210 million. And reports are that uh, when, when this free agent period is over, it's going to be somewhere in the $300 million range. Um, but we know Stevie has that kind of money. Must be nice. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you so much. I want to thank Cynthia Freeland as well as Joe Wiz who joined us on the show. And I want to thank all our listeners. A lot of, uh, you know, uh, Joe and Harvey producing the show today. We were talking in the break. Such a great show when we have uh, so much caller interaction. It, it, it really makes for a good show and please know how much we appreciate it. Okay? Everybody, enjoy your night. Um, hopefully Joe Wiz and I gave you some winners this afternoon so you can head in tomorrow with some house money. I'll be back 7 a.m. bright and early for Fantasy Forecast and of course New York Game Day with Matthias Kiwanuka. And, uh, and Mike Tannenbaum. So make sure you come back then. All right, everybody have a great night. Any Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN.